This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach. I have a really good friend who uh, struggles with sleep. Uh, he can't get to sleep, doesn't sleep very well at night at all. And if you were to ask him what's the main reason why he can't sleep, he would tell you, you know what, it's the stress from work that keeps me from sleeping. Uh, know another individual, and um, he struggles with, uh, with alcohol. And if you're asking him what's the main reason that he struggles with alcohol and, and who knows what, what uh, deep down might be other issues, the first thing he'll tell you is it's the, it's the stress from work. Another individual I know is, uh, is very overweight, struggles with his weight constantly. Ask him what the number one reason is. Obviously, you know, dieting and exercise, you know, fit in there. And I think he's got some genetic issues that he's challenged with as well. But he'll tell you that the number one issue is stress. Stress is everywhere. And I don't know how you can not be stressed in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. But you know what? Stress is a daily, never-ending issue in the contact center. You don't need to have a worldwide pandemic to have stress. Uh, you don't even need to have an abnormal day in a contact center to have stress. There's just a lot of stress involved in working in a contact center when you never know when customers are going to arrive, when they're going to leave, how many people are going to show up to work on that particular day, trying to meet the ASA uh, targets that you may have or the contractual issues that you've got going on or the CSAT scores, whatever it is, it's just loaded with stress. I may have told you this story before. I'm not sure if I did. I'm sorry, but if I didn't, I think it's a fascinating story, so I'm going to tell it to you again. And that is, is when I was a very, very little kid, um, and I, I don't know how old I was, maybe I was five or six years old, I woke up in the middle of the night and my closet door was open. And I was convinced that there was somebody standing inside my closet in my clothes. Well, I mean, scared me to death. Scared me to death. So I screamed. My parents came in. I told them that there was somebody, um, somebody sleeping, you know, somebody standing in my closet. You know, my dad came in, looked in the closet, looked under the bed, said, hey, Michael, there's nothing here. Go back to sleep. Don't be a baby. I don't think he said don't be a baby, but you get the point. And um, anyway, shut the closet door and off I went to sleep. Well, from the time I was six till, man, till the time I think that I finally got my first house, you know, or apartment that didn't have my closet in my bedroom, you know, where your closet ends up being in your bathroom, um, I used to keep the closet door closed. And my dad, as I got older, used to make fun of me because I used to close my closet door and he used to tell me that I was afraid of the dark. And I, I used to tell him, listen, I'm not afraid of the dark, but I am afraid of what lurks in the dark. And the, the COVID-19 is, is really about stuff that lurks in the dark, right? I mean, we're, we're kind of fighting something that we can't really see. 
but at this particular time in the contact center, with all the stress that exists, with we've added on to that, right? Which is the, you know, leaves of absence and the no shows and um, un- uh, unemployment compensation is up six hundred dollars more plus per week. Uh, the people on the other end of the phone are more stressed. Um, we've got family members at home that aren't supposed to be at home either because of no school or no work. We don't have babysitters. We've got no toilet paper. Uh, We've just got a number of issues that add to this incredibly stressful environment. And a lot of companies don't have anywhere near the number of resources. They've either let them go. And now we're struggling with, you know, we've let a whole bunch of people go because we have less business, but we're even getting more business than we thought. So we don't have enough people to cover what we thought we needed to do when we let them go. And so there's just an enormous amount of stress going on. So I thought it would be really great to go over and talk about some things that we can do to manage stress. And, and if, you're, if you're new to uh, management, um, maybe you've never had any sort of a, a lessons on how to manage stress, or perhaps you've been around for a long time and you're a seasons veteran, and the things I'm going to tell you are basics, but you know what, at this particular time, anything that we can do to manage stress is something we need to learn, because if we can learn the skills and tools now, when all this is all over, nothing's really going to change because we're still going to have stress because we're in very, very stressful industry, which is the contact center. So let's go through th- through some things that I think you can do, get back to some basics and talk about some things that we you can do to manage stress. First and foremost, you do really have to be back to basics when it comes to eating, sleeping, and exercise. It's the single best way that you can control stress. And usually what happens is for most people is when they get under stress, those three things go wheels off. Maybe you were someone that exercised. Maybe you were someone that that got a lot of sleep or you ate consistently. And as soon as you get under stress, the world, the world changes, right? You start, you start drinking too much. You don't exercise anymore. You start eating not inconsistent consistently when you are under stress. And by the way, this is something you can live with your entire life. You need to eat, sleep, and exercise well. And some of the basic components of that are, you know, don't change your sleeping habits, right? You really need to go to bed at the same time every time if you can. And I recognize that there are weekends and that may change. But if you want to be good at sleeping, it's something that you've got to do consistently. So having a consistent time that you go to sleep every night is really good. Maybe you'll wake up early. Maybe you wake up later. Maybe it'll take you a little while to fall asleep. But having a consistent bedtime will help with your ability to sleep. Number two, turn off your phone an hour before you go to bed. And don't bring your phone to bed. And by the way, if you happen to have kids, do not let your kids Uh, take their phones to bed. I mean, it is disastrous, the studies that they've done and the impact that those awful little uh, phones have done to our youth is incredibly sad. But for you in particular, turn your phone off an hour before you go to bed and, and stay away from it because it doesn't help you sleep. Third thing is if you watch TV, Believe it or not, there's this blue light that comes off the TV. So if you are going to watch TV before you go to bed, there's some orange glasses that you can wear. Secondly, you have to eat healthy. And I'm an expert at this, not because of my expertise, because of my wife. She's actually written a book called Copy Ditto. You can get it online at Amazon. And she's got an audio book as well. And it's on healthy eating and healthy exercise. And she says, quite simply, you need to have a fistful of protein, a healthy carb and vegetables with every meal. No funky diets, no keto, none of the rest of that stuff, just just a fistful of protein, a healthy carb, and vegetables with every meal. And if I've eaten well and slept well, the third component is to exercise. My wife says that you need to do resistance training three days a week 
for an hour each day. That's what you need. And resistance training means that you're doing something with more with weights. Now, if you're walking or running, it's just kind of an activity. It's not really exercise unless you put some resistance into it. So if you walk holding weights or you walk holding your kid or with something in your backpack, I've created some sort of resistance training. So when I do resistance weight training, it's great for your bones. It's great for your muscles. You're probably thinking, I've never weight trained before. Are you sure women are supposed to even be using weights? Yes, yes, yes. Resistance training is fabulous. You'll love it. Find someone that can help you do it correctly and the results will be more than you could ever possibly have expected. So we're going to eat, sleep, and exercise to get healthy. And then, and then finally in this back to basics, it's really an important time to be organized, probably more organized than you've ever been. Be over-organized. Because see, what happens is when we get stressed, we have a tendency that there's kind of a loss of control, like in a worldwide pandemic, right, where you kind of lose control. So it becomes much easier for you to be, be forgetful. I'm not telling you I want you to be a control freak, but having more lists than you've ever had before and, and having more detail, being more prepared, it, it keeps your mind from racing, right? So if I've got a list and I've written down the things I need to do, if I get into bed later on, I've got a list of it. I don't have to worry about trying to remember the things that are going on. And last, for somebody like me, don't wing it. I'm the kind of person that works pretty well kind of just winging it, right? I just kind of remember things that kind of come to me pretty easily and I knock my way through it. Well, I'm, I'm under stress. I really do need to write things down. And when you write things down and you keep a list and be over-prepared, then you won't forget the things that you might forget because you're under stress. So number one, back to basics, eat, sleep, exercise. Number two, we're talking about your people now. Tell them the truth. Be real. Tell them that they're not alone. Actually, if they're working at home, they are alone, but, but they're not really alone. It's really, really important that you tell them what's really going on. If it's going to be a bad day, it's okay to tell them it's going to be a bad day. Now, for those of you that are saying, well, I'm certainly not going to tell them it's going to be a bad day the night before because they might not show up. I get that. But tell them it's going to be a bad day. Tell them that things are going to be down, that things are going to be a little bit tough, that it's going to require a little bit of effort on their part. Uh, tell them some of the things that are going on. Now, I'm not telling you to gossip. I'm not telling you to create a woe is me kind of a circumstance. And we're going to talk a little bit about some ways that you can be grateful and focus on the positive in my next point. But you need to be real. Tell them what's going on. Tell them what the circumstances are. Tell them that it's going to take all of you pulling together to make things happen. When you're real to them, then they expect that when they talk to you, they're not knowing, they, they know what's actually going on. I've actually got a circumstance going on in our community where we've had some issues in the, in the housing community that we live in, and there's some leaders that are running it, and they're just not telling anybody in the neighborhood the truth. And as a result of that, there's all sorts of gossip going on and a lot of infighting going on. And We've never been more disconnected as a community, but the main reason we're disconnected is because the leaders, they're just not telling us the truth. And they might tell you, well, we're just not telling you everything. Well, that's where the issue comes in because we've, we've grown to not trust them anymore. Second thing we need to do under tell the truth is to listen. You know, you've got two ears, one mouth, right? So that you can listen twice as much as you speak. I know that there's a, a necessity to communicate, but you really have to listen and you really have to listen carefully when you're in stressful circumstances. You can hear stress in your employee's voice. 
You can hear stress in your boss's voice. They can hear stress in yours. But when you listen, when you give the person that you're talking to, especially the people that work for you, a little bit more time for them to, to explain and to, and to say something further to you, it allows them to get it out. They're not holding on to it to the next time they speak to you and whatever the amount of time or space that may be in between when you talk to them and when you talk to them again. So listen, use verbal cues. Say, is there anything else? Ask them, sometimes shake your head. Well, obviously you can only shake your head if you can see them. If you can't see them, then give them a verbal cue. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Tell me more. What do you mean by that? Repeat what they've said back to you. So what you're saying is, this is difficult for you. So create an environment that gives you an opportunity to listen. Because the more listening you do, the more you're going to be able to reduce their stress. And quite frankly, by the way, the more listening that you do, the more information you're going to gather that's going to make it better for you to be able to do your job. The third thing to do to reduce stress is to be grateful. You've heard me say this before. The secret to happiness is being grateful. All you have to sit, all you have to do is to sit down and think of the things that you're grateful for on a daily basis, and it'll allow you to overcome the challenges that you've got going on in life. You've heard me say this before too. Life doesn't really run in peaks and valleys. It's a little bit more like a railroad like uh, like like a railroad line, right? Railroad tracks that you kind of pop in between. There's always something good going on, and there's usually always something bad going on. And your ability to be able to understand and recognize the good things that are going on uh, is uh, is a way to be grateful. You know what? In the immortal words of Connor O'Neill, who was who played a part in the movie Hardball, who was played by Keanu Reeves, he said to his players. I want you guys to take a good look at yourselves and feel proud. We made it here. We're here. What I've learned from you is that really one of the most important things in life is showing up. I'm blown away by your ability to show up through everything that's gone on. Give a little Connor O'Neill back to your Keanu Reeves, back to your employees, and thank them and be grateful for them actually showing up. Find the positive in things that are going on. One of the easiest ways to be grateful is to find the things that are positive. And you need to look for them. And sometimes when things are really bad, you really need to look hard. Use the sandwich approach, right? Tell the employees something good. Tell them something challenge, challenging and then tell them something good again. If you watch some of the, uh, if you watch some of the addresses that are going on right now when they're doing that daily update uh, by the government and they're talking about the different things that are going on, if you listen to that press conference, you'll see that they use the sandwich approach a lot. Uh, you hear, you hear them say something positive, then they'll say something negative, and they'll finish up with something positive. The sandwich approach works. As I've told you the past couple of weeks, it's really important that you get personal, really personal. It's really, really important to exchange personal information. This is a worldwide pandemic. People are afraid. They're scared. They don't know what's going to happen. Some people even think the world's going to end. So being personal, having an opportunity to connect personally, to allow your employees to share what's going on with them is very, very valuable and something that will help. Obviously, connect with them, right? Find different ways to connect with them on a level that, that, that allows you to, to, for them to know that you have some empathy, that you're in their shoes, that you're struggling with some things, they're struggling with some things. You both have challenges, both got exciting things going on. You're obviously working in the same company. And don't forget to have fun. Don't forget to have fun. You know, some of the most stressful times are are also some of the funniest times. Sometimes some things are so unique 
And it's just so blatantly obvious and it's funny just how crazy and absurd and nutty and wacky things are. It's okay to have fun in this environment. It's okay to laugh. Quite frankly, it's, it's necessary to laugh. We can't live without laughter. Have some fun. And one that I tell you on a regular basis is you need to over-communicate. Just up and down. Uh, you know, up and down when you're over-communicating to your boss, you're over-communicating to the people that work for you. It's really, really important. You know, I, you've heard me talk about the pantheon of customer words and probably the single greatest customer comment that you can ever get is, I can hear the smile in their voice. Your employees need to hear the smile in your voice. If you're doing Zoom every once in a while, it's okay to see the smile on your face as way, but they really need to see the, you know, to hear the smile in your voice. And one of the ways that you do that is to over-communicate with them. And I'm talking about over-communicating to the point of actually being annoying. Be annoying with your employees that you over-communicate to them so much that they're a little bit tired of hearing from you, especially in, a, in an environment where they're A, they're distant from you because they're at home, or B, they're, they're sitting in a, in a cubicle with nobody sitting next to them because you've got some sort of social distancing space going on in between them and they're eating by themselves or eating six feet away from somebody else or having to eat at their desks. So the more that you communicate, the more annoying that you can be communication-wise, the better off you'll be. You know what? You really can't stop stress. You're going to have stress. There are stressful environments. We're in a really stressful environment right now. But if you've been working in a contact center for any length of time, stress is not new to you. Stress is something that's going to come. It's going to ebb and flow. If you want to be somebody who's not going to be involved in stress, I, I don't quite know where you can go. Maybe perhaps there's an island in the Pacific somewhere that you can go to that will allow you to never have any stress anymore. So learning how to manage stress, getting good at it, making it a core competency. Stress is some, learning how to manage stress is something that you learn. It's something that you get better at, and there's no better time to start that than right now. So don't forget that back to basics, which is eating, sleeping, and exercise. Don't forget to tell your employees to tell it, you know, don't forget to tell the truth, right? Be real. There's never been a better time to be real. Never lose sight of the fact that, that, that you're grateful, and I'm grateful for the fact that you're listening to my podcasts and grateful for the fact that you're spending the time to learn, and hopefully you are learning. If there's any sort of feedback you can give me, any sort of subject you'd like me to talk about, you know, you can reach me uh, at my email address, which is mtamer at proponacy.com, P-R-O-P-O-N-I-S-I, and never forget to over-communicate. Listen, we're going to get through this. It's going to have an ending. It has to have an ending. Perhaps there'll be a resurgence along the way. Maybe the country is on the verge of opening up and getting back to business again. Maybe there'll be more people showing up at your work. Maybe you will be staying at home, and perhaps the kids will be off to camps this summer. Wouldn't that be special and great? Anyway, hang in there. I know you can. Be a great leader, whether it's long distance or right up close, and manage your stress. It really does make a difference. It's something that you can control. It's something you can get really good at, and I hope this helps you get there. Look forward to speaking to you next week. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach.